You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. A lot of us are familiar with the Peter Parker principle from Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. It's actually not the exact line, but that's another conversation entirely. The world's most popular brands have a lot of power over the media we consume, the ads we see, the products we use, and more. That's a lot of power for marketers to wield, and it carries with it a great deal of responsibility. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. Brands are like muscles. If you want your brand to grow, you have to put it to use without overdoing it. That means being empathetic, delighting and entertaining your customers, and protecting their information when you collect it. Sylvia Harn is the Global Media Director for Microsoft's Cloud-Based Solutions. In the coming year, she'll be looking to drive leads to a couple of products in very crowded spaces, including Microsoft Mesh and Zero Trust Security. And along the way, Sylvia and her team will be navigating a world where they need to rely on and protect the brand power at their disposal. We talked to Sylvia about how they're going to do it. Sylvia Harn, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who you are and what you do? Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me here today at B2B Nation. Um, I'm Sylvia Harn. I am the Global Media Director for Microsoft. And my main role and my main objective is to generate leads for Microsoft Cloud Solutions. I have been in this arena and I call it the arena because I've seen the transformation of marketing in the past two decades that I've had the privilege to be a woman, Latina woman in the big tech, seeing uh, the industry transformed. So definitely very excited about seeing digital marketing transformation happening. My responsibilities when I sit with my manager at the end of the year, and he asked me, you know, what, what did you do this year? What did you and your team, because again, nothing can be accomplished by what just one person It's always a team effort. And I would say is my, my success is represented or the success of my team is represented by generating demand for Microsoft Cloud solutions in the form of leads. Um, and we have the privilege to use um, you know, very sophisticated uh, MarTech and AdTech um, to accomplish this goal in the most compliant and secure way. Uh, because at Microsoft, we always respect the privacy of our customers. So whenever we capture a lead, uh, we ensure that we have had the consent of that person to engage further and share our uh, cloud services and solutions. So we talk to a lot of guests on B2B Nation about what it takes to get noticed, about being heard among the noise that is the tech industry, because a lot of them don't have the brand recognition that Microsoft does. So how does all that brand muscle help what you do? But does it also present challenges and maybe some of those marketers who are jealous that they don't have a household name uh, behind them, they might not think about some of the challenges that it presents. Let's talk about that. That is a great question, Mike, and I've been fortunate enough to be uh, working as a digital marketer in the B2B uh, landscape for big tech for 20 years. So I have seen in those 20 years uh, a lot, but I do know the weight of 
big brands like Microsoft have. So it, it's also big responsibility, right? So the weight comes with a lot of responsibility as well. So we take um, very seriously everything around compliance and privacy and trust. Uh, we run on trust. So uh, we have great brands, I cannot deny that. We do, if you look at paid and organic, um, our organic uh, engagement is, is significantly high. And we're very proud of that because we have great content. We have great digital experiences in our, our uh, landing pages. Um, but one thing that I would say, um, that our brand muscle helps us do is of course get the recognition with the organic like i just mentioned which is awesome but also represents great responsibility when things go wrong right or when there's a, a, an event that happened in the world like a cybersecurity attack that they're now unfortunately more and more common and of course microsoft has the solution uh, for a very comprehensive solution for uh, cybersecurity. And, you know, some people may try to uh, bring down certain aspects of Microsoft or our offerings, but we try not to focus so much on the, on the jealousy or on, on the competitors. We try to focus on ourselves and how we can bring to what customers need right now in this new world that is uh, still like post pandemic, but we're still living a great digital transformation going on uh, globally. So there are a couple things that came out of Microsoft's Ignite conference that are gonna be of interest to B2B tech buyers. Uh, interesting stuff. One is Microsoft Mesh. Now, this is an area that has uh, maybe one or two very well-known competitors, one that just changed its name. Uh, so, so what's the plan here? This sort of virtual space, the metasphere, some people are calling it, making its way into businesses, helping with collaboration and conferencing in this new world you just mentioned. Tell us a little bit about Microsoft Mesh and how you guys plan on going and winning that market. That's a, that's a very good question. And I know that it is a hot topic right now everywhere, uh, everything around the metaverse. And uh, at Microsoft, we recently had one of our flagship events, uh, which is called Microsoft Ignite. And we are very, very proud to share customer success stories, uh, of course, all based on our cloud solutions. And we made big announcements. And one of those is the one that you're mentioning. It's about uh, Microsoft Mesh. And before I talk a little bit about Microsoft Mesh and, and Microsoft take on the metaverse, um, it's very important to understand that we, we are a, an organization that our mission is to empower every person and every organization in the world to do more, right? To reach that maximum potential. So it's all about whatever that means to you, whatever that means to your organization, what it is to do more, to be more productive, to achieve your mission as a company, your goal. So all our solutions revolve around that. So the big announcement for me and that I'm super excited about is that with our Microsoft Teams solutions, we are going to have something called Microsoft Mesh that will enable us to have a replica of ourselves 
in digitally, represented digitally. So, so think about like an avatar of you, right? That maybe there are some days that you have meetings all day and that you're not feeling your best self and you wanna use your avatar for that meeting, you can use that avatar do, using Microsoft Teams. And you can represent, you can dress that avatar, you can put the, the color hair, whatever you you feel that day, you can be your yourself represented digitally. Um, and that's one part of it. So that is to enable people to be their best selves or to be however they wanna represent themselves in a meeting, again, with the focus of, doing something, um, doing more. So that is one step of it. And it's gonna be launched next year. I don't have specifically the, the date, uh, but can uh, can provide it later. But we're gonna have the Microsoft Mesh with, with not only allows this avatar version of you in a, a collective meeting that of course, the whole idea with this digital transformation a hybrid workplace is that we can work with anybody around the world. Right. So we're, we're, there's no more boundaries of, oh, I need to take a flight because I need to go to China or I need to go to Japan or I need to go to the UK. No, you can have a meeting and feel, the, the, you know, that it feels more natural, all towards productivity. So the other good aspect of it is when we include augmented reality. Right. Uh, or, or virtual reality. So in the metaverse, you can be represented in a world that you create as an avatar, like similar to, if you will, as a as a Minecraft game, right, as a video game, but with a with equipment, right, like we have our HoloLens with equipment you can put on your HoloLens. And you can go into into this space that was created for this collaboration of teams globally, if not globally, could be just in one country, doesn't matter, but they're physically separated and they can go and actually be themselves like a, like a hologram, right, of themselves. And they can start working on a whiteboard and start drawing and being in a virtual place like they are together. So that is the vision. That is the vision. And we at Microsoft, we have seen already how, how that looks and we have shared glimpse of it. And so that is our metaverse, but we are not tying the metaverse to, to a specific place that has to be built by Microsoft. It's something that we're extending right now through Microsoft Teams with our vision of productivity and connecting people, you know, after this, this pandemic and during, during pandemic uh, times. All right, so the other Ignite announcement was about expanded zero trust security capabilities. This is another crowded space. There's a lot of brand muscle behind some of the vendors who you're going to go up against here. What's the what's the plan here? How do you convince people who are very very aware of the risks involved in cybersecurity that Microsoft is the brand to go to get that protection? So even though I'm not the uh, Microsoft security product marketing manager or director, I do know for the 20 years that, that I've been, have the privilege to, to work for Microsoft that we are a company that we are built on trust and that we have always enhanced and improved our products to provide the maximum um, security and safety possible for the, the, the hundreds of thousands, millions of customers that we have that use our cloud. 
Um, so we already have a long reputation of, of trust. Um, so our Microsoft solutions for, for security or cybersecurity, they're built on our cloud, which is the, the bone, the, the backbone of our, of our cloud, which is Azure. Um, and is interconnected with absolutely all our cloud solutions. So anybody that has in an Azure, an Azure cloud, it, it can be you know hybrid, it can be combination, whatever whatever they have in terms of cloud. Um, if they have our cloud solutions, they can rest assured 100 percent that that they will be safe. That there's there's going to be there's a, a big wall and barrier protecting the data of their customers. Uh, the, their finances um, is it's extremely protected with, you know, many, many ways of double authenticating uh, who and when and what is accessed by the employees of, of X uh, company. Currently, Microsoft is the only uh, organization in the world, big tech, that provides a full comprehensive end-to-end security, uh, cybersecurity security solution. Um, so we we're very confident that that you know we we are the top the top player uh, in in this arena and uh, we of course love love competition but again we focus on ourselves and the needs of our of our customers. This is Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. Your chance to hear from some of the leading minds in B two B marketing is coming up on December 9th, twenty twenty one. It's the latest installment of Demand Fest, our half day virtual event for B two B marketers. You can learn more, see the program, and RSVP at demandfest.tech. We'll see you there. Now back to B2B Nation. Switching gears a little bit, let's talk a bit about social media. It's, it's a platform that as you guys move forward with plans to market your capabilities in Mesh and Zero Trust, I'm sure social media is going to be part of the plan. Microsoft, of course, acquired LinkedIn a few years back. I think a lot of us see the mark and we put on our marketing hats, right? And we see the upside of social media. There's these people and the profiles and all the data, and this is great. I think we see some value in it in our personal lives. Otherwise, why would we bother with it? But I, I talk to people who are feeling like I feel that they're conflicted. There are positives, there are negatives, and you try and figure out where you fall. How do you kind of think about this with your, your professional life and your personal life? So there's a lot going on in, in paid social. And, and, you know, with, with the years that I've been in this business um, professionally, I have, I have used it personally. And I have used it also professionally because um, I used to manage the the social command center for Microsoft Latin America a few years back for Spanish speaking uh, markets. It, so I've been, you know, very close to how social media evolved from there was a lot that you can do organically to then no, it's now a pay pay for play kind of game and and that how that shook the industry and and all that. So I I have seen it firsthand. I think I think paid so, social social media as a channel is a, a great connector of of people. And I think more so um, during pandemic times connects you even more with the people that that you love, with the people that you care for. Um, so I see it personally more as a 
personal thing to connect with loved ones and family. Um, but I know, of course, that there's a professional side, which is LinkedIn. And of course, I love LinkedIn. And LinkedIn most recently, and I don't have exactly the name of the, of the award that they got, and I'm looking here for it quickly, but LinkedIn recently got an award for being number one uh, paid social trusted brand, right? So people believe that they're uh, their identity and their information, personal information, identifiable information is safe within LinkedIn database. And, and that's, that's why Microsoft always associates itself with organizations that have that kind of reputation. So with, with paid social and everything that is going on right now, um, I think there's a lot of unfortunate negative that has happened because of the of the uses that that social media has had, right? Um, but I also do believe that it, it can be it can be fixed in a sense that the the owners of those of, of those uh, you know uh, paid sorry social media channels they need to you know create the, the safety boundaries uh, for for the members, right? So that that we leave to them. That will lead to them to for them to 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 fix or approach as as they see fit. For LinkedIn, they are you know our child company. They are absolutely you know trustful. Um, I go there a lot. You see a lot of uh, you know C level executives and professionals around the world just building their personas digitally. So you see the positive. See you see the positive of 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 social. Um, as well, not not everything is negative, uh, but in terms of of Microsoft, we we always uh, you know make sure that our cloud solutions are available where our potential customers are, and we do have a lot of great solutions for small and medium businesses. People sometimes think of Microsoft and they may think, oh, big enterprise, right? Only big enterprise can afford it. And, that is very far away from the truth because as, as many other organizations, now we're doing a um, pay, pay services, right? Subscription-based services like so many other organizations around the world are doing. It's all about the recurring revenue. Exactly right, Mike. So um, this is happening. So we are making our offerings available, subscribe basis, wherever our um, customers are, but we do, Mike, uh, as a media, as a media expert, we also have to be conscious about tragedies when they happen, and in, in the in all the, the the social platforms are flooded with unfortunately live videos of the situation that took place, like recently this um, Astro World uh, concert. And, and on TikTok, like kids are sharing like footage of when people were being squished over and that horrible. So what we do at, at Microsoft, when something like that happens, Mike, we turn off our paid media in all our social platforms. Yeah, we, brand we, safety is, uh, brand safety has always been kind of tricky, but it was easier when there was sort of a news cycle where this is gonna happen and you're gonna hear about it. And you didn't have a million people like live on the scene, like in the Astro World example you just gave. Yes. And it it takes minutes for it to be sent everywhere. So that okay. totally upends everything we thought we knew about brand safety 
10 years exactly ago. so we are super cautious so every time something like that happens we go dark we will not put a, a you know we want you know the world to benefit from our cloud solutions but we want to be also at the right time and at the right moment not not when an unfortunate tragedy you know or, or world event is happening um so again i see a lot of good and um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about things, but I'm also a, a realist and I, I see reality and uh, I'm just very glad that, um, you know, we, we use paid social uh, very responsibly and uh, LinkedIn doesn't have the, the kind of problems that other um, organizations are having. Yeah, I think it's a credit too to LinkedIn's community is there's a certain amount of self-policing that goes on because you do see when people get a little too political or a little too self-promotion even yes. that it's not unusual to see somebody kind of be like, not here, this isn't the place for that. And the other social media platforms are just so big and so widely adopted and so sort of broad in general where they want to have conversations about everything, well, there's a negative to that, right? Yes. A conversation about everything. That's a really good point, Mike, because LinkedIn is, is focused, like originally people thought, oh, I go there to get a job. You know, I go there to repost my resume and get the next best job that I can get. Like the typical user would think that. But it's certainly evolved to so much more than that because LinkedIn has an amazing an amazing uh, platform for learning. Like people can go and actually at Microsoft, we have free courses as well. We have uh, something called Skilling Initiative where we provide free courses uh, for people to learn how to use Microsoft Cloud. LinkedIn has absolutely anything that you can imagine because a lot of people due to the pandemic needed to change uh, careers. So, uh, you know, unfortunately a person that you know, owns a restaurant and the restaurant is closed for a year, you know, needs to find something to do, you know, and so many other unfortunate examples. But fortunately, in, in the digital world, in the big tech, you can work for from whenever you want to work, whenever you want to work. And LinkedIn is, as well as Microsoft, providing tools for people that are looking forward to something new uh, after they were hit or impacted, you know, in a in a significant way because of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I've taken on new projects, new responsibilities over the last close to two years. And one of the first things I'll do after the initial search is go to LinkedIn. Who are the people to follow who know about this, right? And yes. it's like a it's like, it's like a course, even if you're not paying for the courses, which I'm sure are very good, the right follows around the right topics, you know, you get like a daily, weekly, updates mm -hmm. on how these things are done and what's worked and what hasn't worked. Um, so there's this a lot of value. And I think that goes back to the community that kind of self-pleases itself, right? It's exactly. People exactly. want to be known for this. They don't want to be known for what's going on over on the other platform. <laughs> exactly right. So people go there with purpose, you know, and, and that's what we like uh, is that People go to LinkedIn with purpose, right? People either go to know the latest and greatest about news. In my case, for example, I love to follow people that I admire. So for example, I love Brené Brown. So I always read her posts, you know, about leadership and how she has a very data-based approach to leadership 
and people and feelings. Um, and also uh, Kim Scott as well. You know, I love her book on radical candor. So I go to LinkedIn to connect with old colleagues, uh, new ones. Uh, also, when I have a meeting, like, for example, I'm, I was having this a wonderful interview with you. And I'm like, oh, I want to check out who Mike Pastore is. And I went to LinkedIn and check out your profile. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's been doing this for a while. And, you know, so you go there with purpose, right? It, it, thinking more about your profession or what you feel passionate about. That's a good point. I don't think I ever, as you were talking, I was thinking about my own personal experience that if I'm thinking, even if it's outside of normal work hours, if I'm thinking about something related to work or I'm thinking about learning, I will go to LinkedIn on my phone if I'm on the couch at night waiting to go to bed. But if I go to Facebook, it's because I'm in full on couch potato mode. Right. I'm not, exactly. I'm not looking to use my brain. So and you're not thinking, you're not thinking, oh, what was that podcast or what was that presentation that Satya did with Harvard Business Review on hybrid workplace? Like, no, you're not thinking that. You're like, oh, let's see what's up in the world, right? And you start scrolling, or I want to connect with so-and-so that I haven't heard for a while. So it's more leisure, I think, more leisurely oriented. Um, and, and going back to the to, to Microsoft, uh, you know, vision of the metaverse is that it's to go there with a purpose, right? We're going there to build something, to bring the best talent around the world that could never physically get together. But now virtually we can enhance an experience that even though is not fully, you know, it's a hybrid, if you will, experience. It's not fully physical, it's not fully digital because you feel somehow that you are. And again, Mike, I even think, and I get, get goosebumps thinking about, you know, Star Wars and when you had the holograms, you know, out of R2D2 uh, and like people gathering together, having meetings with their holograms, that, that's that's the future, right? So we when, when we think about why I'm most excited about, uh, it's definitely that. Is, is being able to work with my counterparts around the world and somehow be uh, in a meeting where we, I can see fully their gestures, the eyes, the everything, and we're just uh, holograms. <laughs> so let's talk about the upcoming year. We're nearing the end of the calendar year. I don't know if holograms are gonna be an everyday <laughs> thing by the end of 2022, <laughs> but let's talk about the upcoming year. What are you excited about professionally in the upcoming year? Oh my gosh, there's so much to be excited about. And, and when I look back at, at my career, um, when I made the conscious decision to move to digital marketing um, and social, it was the right choice because I think digital marketing is evolving so much and there's so much more than we can do. Um, I am excited about innovation. I think the advertising industry is going through a big rapid transformation. Um, so I'm, I'm very eager to see what's going to happen with our ad tech, what's going to happen with our MarTech. Um, of course, uh, I'm sure you've heard about, you know, the cookie-less future. So, of course, we're thinking, what are we going to do? And we already have an assessment. And, and there's a lot of very good organizations trying to find alternatives on how we advertisers can target in a better way our message to our audience. Um, and have the right frequency, right? Like being respectful about the frequency, being at the right time, at the right moment, right? Being, being timely with our targeting. 
uh, in a cookie-less future, we're going to have challenges, but also opportunities. So in, in reality, I'm overall excited about innovation in advertising. I'm looking forward to, for example, LinkedIn conversation ads. Um, I know Facebook bots and Messenger is something that is very common and, and widely used. But again, I, I'm, I'm going with my B2B audiences and definitely as we just talk about LinkedIn, they're there. <laughs> People that are in the in business and with the purpose of business are in LinkedIn, but they're also in, in a great network of content syndication partners that we leverage for advertising as well. And like you asked me earlier about uh, Microsoft branding, also because of our brand, you know, we leverage a lot of, you know, search, SEM, right? It's, it's, it's big for us because we are so well known uh, for our brand for, for so many decades. And now with this metaverse and people talking about Microsoft Mesh, right? And, and, and how cloud solutions, of course, are been plugged into to Microsoft Mesh and more so to Microsoft Teams, right? That's gonna be like the first step. Like we're, we go step-by-step step creating and I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen in terms of big tech announcements, mainly for Microsoft, I would say. Uh, within the next year. What is your favorite tool? What is the thing that you cannot work without? And this is, I kind of, when I ask you this question, I'm kind of thinking, you work for Microsoft. We talked about the brand muscle, but boy, there's a lot of tools at your disposal. So for me personally, I, of course, I love all Microsoft productivity tools. I, I live on Teams. I live on Outlook all day long. Uh, now with my recent role, I, I live more on PowerPoints and Word documents. I used to live in Excel files all my life, uh, not anymore. But I would say my favorite Microsoft tool, believe it or not, Mike, is OneNote. So uh -huh. some people are note takers by hand. And some people have the luck of having beautiful handwriting. I do not have that luck. My handwriting, and I'm not, not a doctor, I'm a marketer. I'm no doctor because people say that doctors usually have that handwriting that you can never recognize what they're, re read what they're trying to write. Um, one note helps me keep all my notes and all my action items and everybody who attended the meeting and, and so much more links to the SharePoints where the PowerPoint presentations were or inserting the email that kicked off everything in one place. And when with a search, there has a search functionality, right? You can have, I have hundreds of OneNotes throughout my years, two decades working for Microsoft. And I'm just, oh, what was that meeting that we talk about that? And I just type and then boom, all the different options with dates, who was there. And then I say, oh, it was this. So it just hey, it helps with, you know, if you don't believe in your memory or you are dealing with a lot of stuff and need a quick reminder, OneNote is my go-to for, for Microsoft uh, productivity tools. But then for, for personal life, I would say that, you know, as, as a people manager, you need, in, in, in managing people in a hybrid mode. And actually right now, Microsoft, as you know, is at least my team and in the US, we're virtual, 100% virtual, right? We're not going to the office. Um, I've been doing this for a year and a half. I'm so glad that we that, that Microsoft has such great tools for productivity. Um, but 
as a manager, you need to recharge and, and you deal with a lot of stress, a lot of responsibility. You also need to coach and care for your uh, direct uh, you know, t- employees and your, your team members. So what I usually do is I love walking my dog in the morning. Um, you know, whenever I have time, when, you know, sometimes I have early morning calls and I cannot walk her at the same time I drop off my kids at the, at the bus stop. So whenever I can, I either drop them off or, or pick them up. So as a mom, multitasker, of course, I put my headphones and do affirmations, positive affirmations, or I listen to a, a good podcast that lifts my spirit. And I, I walk the dog for 20 minutes before I pick up the kids from the bus stop and get back home and start with the mom, mom routine or evening routine. And I think having that combination of productivity, you have something that you can rely on if you cannot rely on your memories <laughs> or if you have very bad handwriting. And also on the personal side, you need to take care of, of your well-being right and and it's your mind and your body so definitely adding some well-being and physical activity is another tool that that helps me be successful or at least attempt to be successful <laughs> for that day yeah the the focus on wellness on mental well-being i i kind of hope that's a silver lining to what we've been through for the past couple of years that at, you know once we get past all this i hope that that remains because i think it's been really good for a lot of people. I think you know, when people talk about getting everybody back to the office, getting them back together, I know so many people who go for runs in the morning because they don't have to sit in the car. Like, yeah, that's good for people. <laughs> We're going to have yes. to figure out a way to balance that out. Yes. Seattle East Side, like imagine that Microsoft has, I believe, like 40 to 50,000 employees based out of Redmond, Washington. So sometimes going commuting there, it could have take me like almost an hour or 45 minutes. So, so some people love the commuting and they're like, oh, it was my me time, my me space. And, and for, for me it was, but if you had to do it every day and all the other things that you could be, you know, doing instead of being sitting in traffic, um, that's why I, I hear you that a hybrid workplace is really finding itself as we speak and different organizations are trying to find the best approach. I don't think there is yet like a best approach. I think each organization and even each team needs to find the the best combination. The organizations just need to to make it available. Sylvia Horn from Microsoft, thanks for joining us on B2B Nation. Thank you, Mike, so much for having me and uh, a pleasure to be here and looking forward to hearing more of your other podcasts. Thanks to Sylvia Harn for joining us on this episode of B2B Nation. Thanks, too, to technology advice colleagues Amy Dunn, Sarah Sanders, KJ Pace, and B2B Nation's own brand ambassador, Emily Whalen. You can subscribe to B2B Nation wherever it is you get your podcasts, including Google, Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And while you're doing that, play a little air guitar along with mnemonics in the guild. Rock out.